Welcome to the Exodus Health Center podcast. These seminars are recorded live Monday nights at 7 p.m. at the Exodus Health Center in Kennesaw, Georgia, where we believe that God needs no help, just no interference. Tonight's workshop is entitled Healthy Thyroid and is presented by Dr. David Jockers. Listening tonight will help you understand how you can gain more energy, lose weight, and feel better than ever. Now, here's Dr. David. All right. So, obviously, we just heard about soy, a lot about soy, and most of you guys that have been coming here for a while, have been listening to my talks, things like that, you kind of know a little bit, uh, and because that's what we teach. We obviously teach that uh, you know, soy is really not the healthiest food. But how many people in society know that? What's, what's the general opinion on soy in society? That's healthy, right? That if you're eating... So, so if, you were, if you were to ask the average person out there, what's healthier, a, uh, a hamburger or a, or a soy burger, what do you think they'd say? Soy burger. Milk or soy milk? What do you think they'd say? Soy milk. They'd say, oh, probably, I'm sure, soy milk. Tofu, right? It's got to be healthy food. Well, we know today is obviously that's not the case. And so there's a lot of myths that we have to really break through when it comes to healthcare and really being healthy in our society today. Unfortunately, it's not as easy as um, just listen to what uh, the commercials tell you, right? Which that would be great if that was the case, but it's just not the case. Because the same commercials, they teach us, you know, they try to teach us some, some level of nutrition, Right, but then at the same time they're throwing drugs at us too. Right, so uh, there's some some conflict there. So healthy thyroid. So who here in this room has thyroid issues or knows somebody with thyroid issues? Probably almost everybody probably could raise their hand at some level, because I mean I talk to obviously you know I've talked to probably well over a thousand people and give health consultations for you know over a thousand people, and uh, it's it's so common. I mean I would say probably in my opinion probably just clinically what I've seen is probably a third of all women uh, middle-aged or older coming in with thyroid issues, suppressed thyroids. And it's women are more popular than men, but men as well. In fact, next week, uh, we're going to be going into healthy hormones. We're going to talk about you know, low testosterone levels, high, high estrogen, dominant estrogen levels, things like that, which are also very, very common and something that we see all over the place uh, in our society. It's really wreaking havoc. In fact, you'll, you'll see the next newsletter kind of talks about that where it talks about are we going extinct, right? So are we, as a species, kind of moving towards extinction because of all this hormone, just, uh, just massive amounts of, uh, of contamination with our, in our body causing our hormones to swing out of place. So let's look here at, at thyroid. Um, when we look at how a thyroid works, so we have a couple major areas. Pituitary gland, I'm going to go just a little bit of the science, and then we're going to get into the meat of this. Pituitary gland, so your hypothalamus actually releases TRH, thyroid releasing hormone, right? Signals the pituitary. Who's heard of the pituitary gland? Probably most of you guys, right? Pituitary then secretes TSH. Who's ever had that test done before? So a lot of you guys have had that test. So I want to make sense of this test for you because this, this right here, TSH, the pituitary will then secrete that and that will interact with the thyroid and then the thyroid will, will then secrete um, uh, T4, right? So then T4 will come out um, in order to, to get out into the bloodstream. So let's look at how this works. So when we look at this, here's your pituitary gland. So hypothalamus initiates the, the pituitary, which goes down to the thyroid, which then releases, so the pituitary releases TSH, then the thyroid releases T4 out to the cells. And so common tests that, you know, if they feel like you're, if you have the symptoms, the common symptoms of thyroid disorder, right, they're going to test your TSH. And so you see they're checking to see how well your pituitary is, is communicating with your thyroid, 
right? So that's a, a common test that's going on there. And so when we look at it, primary hypothyroidism has high TSH. What that means is that the pituitary is trying to interact. It's trying to speak with the thyroid, but for some reason, there's a miscommunication there. So a couple of those reasons, one of it could be that uh, there's an autoimmune disorder in the thyroid, right? So who's ever heard of Hashimoto's? Anybody ever heard of that? Some of you guys have. There's an autoimmune disorder right there in the thyroid. And some of you guys, like uh, I know Amanda probably read the book, right? Um, so we have a book that's circulating. Patty, Patty had it too. I wanted it last week and uh, <laughs> found out Patty had it. She brought it today. Um, so that's one way that you can have it. You can also have to where um, the thyroid's just underactive, right? So it's, not, it's, it's low in iodine, for example, right? So it's low in iodine, so it's not able to produce the amount of T3 and T4 that the body needs. That's another, way, another reason. Secondary hypothyroidism is when you have low TSH so that the pituitary itself is kind of congested and it's not secreting the amount of thyroid-stimulating hormone that your body needs. So when we look at this, we break it down because anybody here have hyperthyroidism or, or has heard of that? Anybody heard of that or knows somebody with that? Okay. So hyper has several different symptoms. One of those is heat intolerance. People are always hot. Sometimes their eyes will, will kind of bug out a little bit. Um, uh, just a lot of different issues like that. Difficulty sleeping, their metabolism's up because they have high thyroid. We're going to really focus on what's most prevalent in our society, which is low thyroid. Although some of these recommendations really go for both. So they're, 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 they kind of cross over for both disorders. Um, our focus for today is hypothyroidism. And that really plays a role in, for example, weight gain, low energy, you know, the lethargy, um, different things like that. So low, you know, typically a low body temperature, issues like that. So that's going to be our major focus and how we can stimulate that thyroid. So thyroid and cholesterol, there's also a, a key connection here between elevated levels of cholesterol and thyroid because the thyroid plays a huge role in cholesterol metabolism. So anybody here with uh, low thyroid and high cholesterol have that combination? Yep. So there you go. So several people raise their hand. That's very, very common because again, thyroid's key for, uh, for metabolizing the cholesterol. So anybody ever see this before? Yeah, that's a goiter. Huge, gigantic, gigantic goiter right there. And so this guy is actually in a third world country where he doesn't have access to iodine. So none of his food, he's eating uh, bleached food. He doesn't have any iodine. So what happens then is the pituitary gland, when it's overproducing TSH, then the, th and the thyroid can't produce um, thyroid hormone because it's deficient in iodine it'll start to expand and blow up. And obviously, in his case, uh, really get really large, right? So most people in our society, in, uh, in America, really, it's not typically not the iodine deficiency, although that can be the case. Oftentimes, it's an um, autoimmune disorder or some sort of an issue with our immune system. So that's what we have to really focus on here. So the good news is we know that our body was created to heal, that we're made up of 75 trillion cells, that every single day we, we, we're constantly replacing ourselves. Your thyroid, that, that you have a new thyroid, so Ellen, you have a new thyroid next year, right? So a year from now, you have a, th a new thyroid than you do now. And so what that means, the hope behind that is if our body can get the communication process right, if it can turn on the healing power, right, provide all the essential nutrients, that your thyroid can be, can be regenerated, right? And that's the great news about it. So no matter where somebody's at, you know, this is the universal principle, guys. No matter where somebody's at, as long as there's life in the body, God can heal, right? 
If, if your body couldn't heal, you'd be dead. So as long as there's life in the body, God can heal. And here's the thing, guys. We're either moving towards health and healing or we're moving towards sickness, disease, and death, right? You're either degenerating or you're healing. So what, which way do you want to go? Healing. Towards health. And here's the great thing, guys. The great thing about it is you have a choice, that you actually have a choice on which direction you're going to go in. Most people, by default, which direction are they going? Yeah, towards death, sickness, degeneration, early death, because they don't believe that they really have a choice or they're not consciously making the right choices towards leading towards health. But the great news is that the more you learn, the more you understand, the more you, you can figure out how to move towards life, health, and healing with all your organs, not just your thyroid. And so the cause of disease, guys, it comes back to this. So obviously we know the nerve system controls all life and healing in every single cell, tissue, and organ. And when we look at the very cellular level, we know it comes down to this, cellular toxicity and efficiency. And so you can see right here, you have a cell membrane and you have some nutrients coming in and only some toxins coming out. So what eventually is gonna build up in that, in that cell? Toxins, that's right, sickness and disease. It's gonna expand, right, and it's gonna be toxic. Whereas this cell is working the, exactly the way that it should. Nutrients in, nutrients out exactly the way that it's supposed to supposed to function so absolutely so for example if we're going to look at like like how our body excretes and how we go to uh, how we remove toxins i always tell people one of my first recommendations always drink more water right and so when you drink more water what happens you got to flush more out so a lot of people think that's a problem that's a bad thing i got to go to the bathroom all the time but what is it really that's a good thing. That means that obviously our body is, is getting rid of wastes. That's a good thing. We want more wastes out. Okay, most people that come in, when they're going to the bathroom, when they're moving their bowels, they're really, most people in our society are going at, you know, at most once a day, right? But how often do we eat? Yeah, three, four, five times a day. So how many times should we really be going? Yeah, several times a day, exactly. Yeah, two to four you know, that'd be great, you know, sometimes more. So we got to make sure if we're bringing nutrients in, we're also excreting the toxins. That way we're not building up. Dave, you have a question? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Sweat is definitely a way of, of removing toxins. So there's several different ways. Sweat is absolutely one of them. Speaking of sweat, let's just get some life in here. So everybody up. <laughs> All right. Let's get people sweating. So, uh, so if, if you're like Ellen, so Ellen's got a little plantar fasciitis. So if you have issues with your lower body, then what you're going to do is you're going to do just a kind of a, uh, a little shadow boxing. All right. So if you're in front of that person, be careful, right? Make sure nobody gets hurt. Everybody else, what we're going to do is we're going to run in place and we're going to alternate. We're going to bring our arms up like we're picking apples off a tree. Okay. So, oops, I'm losing my uh, recorder here. <laughs> of course. That's right. Okay. So let me just get this uh, hooked up just right. Okay. Or else the producers will be all mad. Okay, here we go. So we're going to be reaching up like this while we're running in place. You ready? If you're like Alan, just reach up in place, okay? Here we go, guys. Ready for a minute? And go. There you go. We need some music up in here. <laughs> there we go. Good, guys. Let's speed it up. We got our warm-up in now. 
We're working our brain. Let's really reach. Working our brain, working our core. There we go. Perfect music to dance, to, to, to work out too. All right, 20 seconds. There we go. Speed it up, guys. Good, last 10 seconds. Reach for those apples. There we go. Five seconds. Three, two, one, and last apple. There we go. Perfect. Give somebody a high five. Woo! All right. So remember, those high-intensity bursts, we get the metabolism up, we get the energy up, put ourselves into oxygen debt, so we burn fat more effectively. Anybody sweating? Yeah. All right, good. Now you know you're excreting toxins. You guys can thank me for that later, that little, that little fat burst that you got there. All right. So when we're looking at hormones, this is kind of like, in a sense, almost like a two-part series because... The next week, obviously next week, we're going to be going into detail, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, all those types of things, really balancing hormones as far as that goes. But this is a common thing that we see. So in our society, of course, you know, we start to malfunction. So we start to get um, toxins building up, different things like that. And one thing we're going to learn about the thyroid is very, very sensitive to any kind of toxicity. So we start to get this, these things building up, and for a lot of people, they start immediately progesterone creams or estrogen creams, right? Or thyroid hormones like Synthroid, things like that. Birth control pills also cause tons of problems. Um, supplementation, like even with a good supplement like DHEA. What happens then is we turn off our body's natural processes and our body's natural ability to, to produce the hormone that, that we're speaking of, right? So if it's thyroid, we start taking Synthroid, maybe there's a time and a place for that, but the reality is it's like a crutch. Right? So if you walk around on crutches, what happens to your legs? They atrophy, right? They become weak, exactly. They become dependent upon the crutch. And so we want to obviously strengthen. We want to actually challenge our thyroid so that way um, it, it will actually adapt to that and grow stronger. Because it's a, it's a universal principle that if you challenge yourself at the right intensity levels, your body is going to grow, it's going to adapt, and it's going to become stronger. It's the same thing you know, with our, our, our mental, emotional, spiritual life. Right? When we're challenged, but not pushed beyond, but challenged at, at that point, we, that's, that gives us opportunity to grow. Right? And ultimately, God never gives us anything that you know, we can't handle. It's the same thing with, with our body. And we challenge our body by providing the right environment, but at the same time, challenging it to step up, we'll adapt and we'll grow. So that's a good thing that we need to do. And what happens is a lot of these creams, a lot of these different things, really challenge our adrenals, challenge our endocrine system, and our liver. And so we'll talk more about that. We go into detail on that next week. But we're looking at this because the thyroid's so sensitive to toxicity, we've really got to look at our neurotoxic puzzle and kind of see exactly which of these areas that we've got to focus on. And so, you know, first off, obviously, we're going to talk a little bit about heavy metals. Okay, so anybody here have amalgam fillings? All right, so what does that mean that you already have? Yeah, you have, you have mercury jammed right into uh, your mouth which is about, what, an inch away from your brain, right? So, um, so that's obviously setting you up for, for, for problems, so without a doubt. Now, don't, nobody rush out and get your amalgams pulled out. That would be the last thing we'd want to do. You want to make sure, if that's the case, if you do have amalgams, that you go to somebody who's certified in actually taking those out correctly. They should actually make sure you have a gas mask in your mouth. I mean, there's a whole process that goes into that. Uh, I, don't think, I don't think Melanie's here, but uh, we've had a couple... In the back? 
Have you had that? Oh, no, no, no. Melanie Rogers. So, yeah. So somebody else. So one of our patients here, she's, uh, she's gone down. We have a doctor, a Dr. Hamill on West Cobb, and he's certified. Guy's awesome. You know, he, he's able to take these things out. Have you been there? Did he take yours out, Joanne? Yeah. So he, what did you think of him? He's very good, isn't he? Yep, exactly. And so he's great, very thorough. Um, and so that's who we recommend. So if that's the case, if you want to get those out, talk to me about it. We'll put you in contact with Dr. Hamill. You can go in for a consultation, and he'll really sit down and talk to you about that. But ultimately, if, you're ever, if you need a filling, what do you not want to get? Amalgam. Don't let them put that in your mouth, okay? No matter how safe they tell you it is, do not let them put that in your mouth, okay? Better would be composite, some sort of a composite filling. Okay, also obviously vaccines. So vaccines are one of the most common sources of toxins. And so obviously that's what we're injecting into children. I mean, just setting them up for failure right there from the start and then later in life. So another step would be obviously avoiding any kind of vaccines, just keeping your immune system healthy naturally. Do you have a question? Yeah, so what do we think of the flu vaccine, guys? Toxic, right? So absolutely toxic. So it's actually much safer for your body to actually, if you were to get the flu, um, which typically you live this kind of lifestyle, Patty, you don't have to worry about that, right? So Patty's come a long way. She's lost a lot of weight, really improved her health. You live this kind of lifestyle. I mean, you don't, I haven't, I, I haven't had the flu in like, I don't know, 15 years or something like that, right? So, I mean, you just live this kind of lifestyle and um, you don't even concern yourself with that. And if you ever do get a little bit of sick, right? And who's at the workshop never gets sick again? Who's at that one? Deborah was, Jamal, I'm sure. So we'll be doing that one again. It's, it's called Never Get Sick Again, so it'll actually show you really how to build that, that titanic immune system. But what happens is if you do have a symptom, you get a cold, fever, even the flu, your body's going to do exactly what it needs to do. In fact, that's how our immune system grows. And so when we're challenged, it'll actually grow stronger. So we shouldn't really be running away from these things. Our body, I mean, God put the, the most amazing healing power within our system and gave us the ability to overcome anything in our environment, right? That, that the power within us is, is stronger than any power in the world. And he gave us the power to fight off and to actually grow and to respond from any, you know, virus, bacteria, any of that kind of thing. We just have to provide the right environment. That's all it is. And so the flu vaccine, I mean, there's research that says that more people that get the flu vaccine actually have flu symptoms than people who don't get it, right? So it really has no benefit, and you got massive toxicity. In fact, flu vaccine is one of the most toxic that you can get. So definitely don't recommend that. Um, fish and seafood. So how do we get around that? Who's on the tour with me? Anybody here on the tour last night? Joyce, you were on the tour. What did we say you put in the fish? That's right. Cilantro. That's right. Awesome. That's right, but there is omegas in the fish, right? So that's a good thing. Processed foods, tap water, high fructose corn syrups, all this bad stuff that we really want to obviously avoid. So how about, it's a common question I get, right? So how about when we're cooking? Because really, a lot of these things will start to mess with our thyroid. We know that the metals are. So what about Teflon, right? So what about Teflon? Is that a good thing to cook with? No. It isn't, guys. Unfortunately, it isn't. Um, it contains PFOAs, which... Uh, contain fluoride in there. I can't remember exactly what that stands for. Um, but it causes all kinds of different problems, including obviously alters thyroid hormone. Look at this, mammary gland tumors, liver, pancreas, testicular, right? I mean, it's all kinds of different issues. In fact, do you see this right here? It's going to be banned in 2015. In fact, it should be banned right now. They've lost every single lawsuit that's been filed against them. However, they were able to, because they have a huge lobby, 
they were able to uh, to lobby for more research, right? So right now, even though every single thing that's been put out against them, right, every single research study has shown how toxic it is, they wanted to do a longer meta-analysis, so that won't be finished until 2015. And that will obviously be conclusive that it's toxic, um, unless they obviously pay for their own study. Um, but ultimately, you know, the whole time they can sell it. We know it's extremely toxic. So we can't be using this. And it, what's, what's challenging is when you eat out at restaurants, what are they typically using? Yeah, they're using Teflon. So that's why one of our key principles with being healthy is really protecting our house, right? Planning ahead, preparing. I call it the three Ps. Planning, preparing, and then finally protecting. Protecting our house. So that way, because the moment we leave our house, we're subject to you know, whatever's going on out there. But inside our house, we can keep that a sanctuary and really provide it with all the things we need to, to stay healthy. So this is my actual recommendation right here. Healthy Chef Cookware made by Dr. Mercola. And you can actually order this. You can go to my website. There's a link to it. Um, it's phenomenal stuff. And so this stuff right here um, is made with ceramic, non-toxic ceramic. Um, it's very, very good. has a good warranty on it. And it's great, non-toxic won't leach out. So another thing we're going to talk about real quick is perchlorate. And so this is actually um, common in rocket fuel. I mean, all these different things, bless you. Fireworks, explosives, all kinds of different things. So July 4th, we're throwing tons and tons of perchlorate out into our environment. And so this right here has been found. So what happens is this gets into our water system. Okay. So another reason not to drink tap water, right? But the worst part is when they're making infant formulas, do you think they're using purified water or what kind of water? Yeah. Tap water, cheap water, right? In fact, almost any kind of drink that you buy, whether it's soda, juice, uh, you know, beer, wine, I mean, you name the kind of drink, unless it says, you know, purified water, like sometimes they will, but if it says water, you know it's tap water, okay? So um, even if it says purified water, it's probably only gone through a carbon filter. But the reality is that this perchlorate, they found high levels in infant formulas. And so it comes from the cows, right? And it comes from uh, this contamination in the water supply that's given to the cows. And so um, it gets into our water system, and they use it in the formulas. And so we know perchlorate and thyroid, it inhibits the thyroid's ability to take up the nutrient iodine, right? So it actually will cause an iodine deficiency. Um, and we know that infants have minimal stores of thyroid hormones. So they're completely dependent upon what they can make in the moment, what nutrients they have and what they can make in the moment. And the worst part is that when the thyroid hormone starts dropping in an infant, it really sets them up for neurological damage. So this is a major player in a lot of the issues that we're dealing with now. And this is really new research that I'm showing you guys um, of what's going on and what's taking place with this. So another reason to avoid tap water. So instead of tap water, what are some better sources? What did you say? Filtered water. Filtered water. What kind of filters? What do we recommend? Osmosis. Reverse osmosis. So yeah, definitely reverse osmosis. The great thing about that is it will take out all the toxins, right? So it'll take out all the heavy metals, right? All the environmental toxins. But what else does it do? It takes out all the minerals too. So the water becomes really hard for our body to absorb. And we'll actually, if we drink it, it will strip minerals. And at the same time, it becomes acidic. So we got to be careful with that. we got to make sure we add back a little bit of minerals. So a little bit of salt, a little bit of the good salts we're going to talk about. Um, so we want to add a little bit of, of that back, and we can squeeze lemon in there to add some vitamin C, some antioxidants. 
So we could do that with reverse osmosis water. That's great. Also, like we've got the Avalon water system right out here. And this, I really recommend this because it's very simple and very easy. In fact, they tap it right into your water line. Um, and it's very simple. And uh, it's no down payment on it. It's like 50 bucks a month, under $50 a month. You get hot and cold water. They don't use any plastic with it, which is really big because if water is in plastic, what does a plastic leach out? Yeah, so exactly. So Becky said estrogens, right? So, so phylates, estrogen mimickers. And so the new newsletter that you guys are going to get this uh, coming week talks all about that. And so we want to really minimize our, our, our plastic exposure. I like the Avalon because the tank that the water comes in when it's, when it's holding for the reverse osmosis, it's stainless steel. And that's key. You want to make sure of that. Then they remineralize it. Then they add antioxidants to it. So it comes out. It's very live, very fresh water. And there's no down payment. So you know most people can afford that, and it's well worth it. You use that for, for drinking, for um, obviously for, for cooking, right? As much stuff as you can do. I mean, as, as much as you can use it for, that's what you want to use it. So I would definitely recommend it. I think the guy's got his card on there. Give them a call. Yeah. Yep. Right. So we also, we like right in the back here, we have a water alkalizer. Mm -hmm. And those are good systems. The only flaw I found with them is that they don't take the fluoride out because it only has a carbon filter. So you got to buy a separate filter to take out the fluoride. So it only has a carbon filter, meaning that takes out chlorine, takes out some of the contaminants, but it's kind of like a Brita filter, right? In a sense. It's, I mean, it's not that much different. So uh, because of that, it doesn't get my highest recommendation. If you have it, you know, keep using it. I know you probably spend a lot of money on it, so keep going with it. But the reality is it's not going to pull that out. Actually, a better filter would be a carbon-zinc filter because the zinc will actually um, bind to the fluoride and help pull that out. So that would actually be better. Dr. Mercola will sell the carbon-zinc filter. Um, if you do have reverse osmosis, you don't need to run out and change it. Just make sure that you're adding the minerals back um, and you're putting, you know, squeeze lemon in there provide some sort of vitamin C, some sort of thing like that, that's actually going to help alkalize it too. So that'll be good. Okay. So fluoride, this is why we don't want fluoride, because that's associated with elevated TSH levels, because it actually alters our T4, T3. So it alters our thyroid gland's ability to produce the hormone. And so most people are, 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 are literally, I mean, inundating their body with all kinds of fluoride, not only from, obviously, water, Right, because we're taking in from water. By the way, Brita filters, you know, all those types of filters, they're only carbon filters. They don't take out the fluoride. So you're still getting tons of fluoride in your in your water. Not to mention what else has fluoride in it? Toothpaste. Toothpaste, right? And how close do we do I mean we swallow that stuff, don't we? So yeah. So I mean we're ingesting high amounts of fluoride. All the research that said it was good for our teeth. I mean it's this stuff is bogus. This is a really um, not good science. In fact, fluoride is an industrial waste product. That's really what it is. It's an industrial waste product that industry uh, messed with some science, right? They altered, I mean, they basically made their own science because they were putting it into the water system and um, they didn't want to get sued, right? So how do you not get sued? You convince everybody that it was a good thing that they were getting rid of all their wastes and dumping it into the water. And that's somehow they got away with that, right? So a lot of money went into that. Obviously, millions of dollars went into... Um, getting in with some scientists and obviously with uh, the government in order to convince everybody that that's the case. So look at this. Fluoride is an endocrine disruptor, um, and it actually 
alters all of our endocrine systems, not just our thyroid, but all of our hormone systems. So one of the most common causes, look at this right here. This is a um, little cartoon. So fluoride, obviously it's got the toxic, and this is actually the way fluoride has that. When they, when they have large amounts, it actually has a poison um, uh, marker on it, right? But there's the water main. So this guy's pouring it in there, right? So um, this is what's going on. So fluoride, when we're looking at this, Look at all the different things it's in. So we talked about the drinking water, toothpaste, infant formulas, juices, sodas, basically anything that we drink that's tap water, right? So that has tap water in it. So obviously all of these different things, um, fish and seafood because they're in the water, Teflon pans, we talked about that, processed cereals, these kinds of cereals. Um, anything that's really processed is going to have lots of, lots of fluoride in it as well. Um, fluoridated salts, of course. So all of those different things. So obviously, those are things we want to avoid. So here's another common toxin that affects thyroid glands. So this is another thing that we want to be on the lookout for, sodium benzoate. And you'll find this, obviously, in a lot of different drinks and um, a lot of different processed foods. So key, key theme, of course, is to avoid what? Processed foods, right? But to, to point some of these things out, when sodium benzoate, and this is really common, you'll see this in a lot of, a lot of items, when it combines, when it mixes with vitamin C, it creates benzene, very, very powerful carcinogen, very powerful cancer-causing substance. And it also affects the entire mitochondria, which is your body. So we saw that picture of the cell, right, when we had nutrients coming in and waste coming out. It's the energy produced by the mitochondria within the cell, the powerhouse of the cell, that allows nutrients to come in and allows waste to go out. So when the mitochondria gets weak by a lot of these poisons, it's no longer able to do that effectively. So now you get hyperactivity, neurodegenerative disorders, endocrine dysfunction, rapid aging process, right? So all these different things um, it literally uh, enhances aging. Another thing, bromides. So these are, are uh, things that you'll find in pesticides, plastics, bakery goods, soft drinks, medications, um, fire retardants. I mean, just all kinds of stuff. So that's another key thing that you want to look out for um, when, you're, when you're looking at thyroid. So let's look at how this works. Who's ever drank Mountain Dew before? Come on, everybody raise your hand. I did too, right? So sure, everybody loves Mountain Dew, especially their commercials on TV. Aren't they awesome? Guys are like snowboarding. They have so much energy. You're like, I want to go out. I want to do the do, right? Didn't, wasn't that their theme? Do the do, something like that? Okay, I, I remember when I was a kid, I wanted to do the do too. So we look at the ingredients here. You got carbonated water. You got high fructose corn syrup, which is um, the number one cause, by the way, of, of high cholesterol and obesity. It's high fructose corn syrup. So, of course, um, any, any kind of thing when you're trying to improve people's health, you can put that right in there. Okay, concentrated orange juice um, and other natural flavors, so we don't really know what that is. Um, citric acid, citri but you do, you, you do know that there's some vitamin C in there. Citric acid. Then, you, of course, you got your sodium benzoate, Okay, so that's in there. Um, caffeine, sodium citrate. You got um, gum, something. Um, you've got, it's kind of blurry there. Can't really see that. But um, erythroic acid, I don't know what that is. Calcium, desodium. So when you start seeing a lot of these things that you have no idea what they are, what should you do? Yeah, you drop it and run for your life, right? Absolutely. Yes, brominated vegetable oil. So that's what you want in that can right there. So there you go. You got that. Of course, you got FD&C, and you've got all your different colors, yellow five, 
which is known to uh, lower testosterone function and cause infertility in males. Um, so you know you've got that in there. So you got your vitamin C that's, uh, that's definitely altering your sodium benzoate. And, um, and of course, you got your brominated vegetable oils. So Mountain Dew, you see anybody drinking a Mountain Dew, right? What should you tell them? Drop it and run for their life, right? Tell them, listen, if you want to keep your thyroid, um, and depending on if they're male or female, you can mention some other organs, right? Let them know that, uh, that they need to drop that and run. So sugar substitutes. So we know not to, not to have any of these things. So yesterday at our, our tour at Whole Foods, I was mentioning a really popular uh, supplement that a lot of people use, particularly obviously for kids, although I know adults that like these too. And they are your Flintstones, right? Who's ever had Flintstones before? Flintstones vitamins, probably a lot of us. I still remember when I was a kid, um, I still remember my mom had them. And so they were on the top shelf. I was probably like seven or eight. And that was, my mom didn't keep sugar in the house. So that was like the sweetest thing. And, and I have a, a sweet tooth. I like, I like sweet food. I like sugar. So I, uh, I climbed up on the shelf and, and I got the Flintstones. I ate the whole thing. You know, I was like, this is, this is going to be really healthy, right? That's what I thought. So you, you turn over Flintstones, and you start reading the ingredients, and it will scare you. In fact, uh, in uh, mid-July, we'll be doing a workshop on supplements. We'll go through all the toxic supplements and all the supplements that you'll want to use. And we'll actually break down all the ingredients in Flintstones. But just to name a few, you have hydrogenated oils, which is what? Yeah, a cancer causer. It's a trans fat, right? So you have trans fats, of course, in your Flintstones, a great way to, to raise a healthy child. Um, then you also have high fructose corn syrup. You also have aspartame in there, which is known to cause brain cancer. You've got FDNC, you've got yellow five, you've got all these things that are extremely toxic. The scariest part is that you turn the Flintstones around and what's on the front? Number one pediatrician recommended, right? Blows you away. Pediatricians are recommending that our children should be consuming aspartame, um, hydrogenated oils are you kidding me it's ridiculous right that's why we got to be an educated consumer so all this stuff is extremely toxic we want to make sure that we avoid this what's the sweetener we use instead stevia, stevia absolutely we got to make sure we're using stevia um, another one we could use would be xylitol right and our third one that we can use i mentioned this last week is low hand extract right so it comes from a, uh, a fruit and Yeah, you aspartame. You want to throw that out? <laughs> you probably bought. You probably bought. You were on the tour, so you probably bought stevia. Yeah, it's for stevia. Yeah. So stevia is good. That's what you want to use. That's what we said. So you can use that definitely. Yeah. What do you think? Bad. Yeah. Definitely want to avoid our diet coke, right? So. Um, Coca-Cola has never made a good product, unfortunately. Even Dasani, toxic, right? So they never made a good product, and so we definitely want to avoid that. Even if they flavor it with stevia, it's still not good. You guys realize that? Diet Coke flavored with stevia, and they put lemon in there, still not good. Right? It's still really toxic stuff. That's right. So guys, when we're talking about hormones. Fats are probably one of the most important things we can mention. Our most important macronutrient that we can talk about is going to be fats. And so with thing with fats, we have fats that heal and fats that kill. So these are our fats that we really want to avoid. All of our high omega-6 fats, very, very toxic. So soybean, safflower, corn oil, cottonseed, peanuts, sunflower, canola, of course, hydrogenated oils. So we want to avoid these things 
like the plague. And so this is our society. We consume so many of the omega-6, not enough of the omega-3, causes major problems in our body. So let's look at this. Yeah, peanuts are not a good food. Yeah, they're not a good food. Definitely not. So read this right here. It says um, the, these, uh, these polyunsaturated fats are best understood effect is their interference with the function of the thyroid gland. High omega-6 oils block thyroid hormone secretion, its movement in the circulatory system, and the response to tissues of the hormone. So when the thyroid hormone is deficient, body is generally exposed to increased levels of estrogen as well. So we'll start to throw off, obviously, our estrogen progesterone balance, cause all kinds of different problems. Cholesterol go up, right? We have all different types of things that take place. And so most people in society, they're taking in large amounts of omega-6. What's the number one source of high omega-6 that we consume in our society? Is the meat. Jamal said the meat that we eat, right? Because what do they feed the typical animals? Grains. So when they're eating all these grains, their fatty acid ratios get skewed. So now we're eating beef that's you know 25 to 1 ratio of omega-6 to omega-3, and so we're taking in tons, mega doses of the omega-6, causing us you know major major issues with this. Not to mention salad dressings, different oils, processed foods, right? So you look uh, even right. So uh, is it Jacques? Is that yes. yes, Jacques? So Jacques, remember we looked at the uh, salad dressings yesterday. We flipped that over. Right, and what were the oils that they were using? Yeah, that's right. They were using, uh, can I, yeah. So somebody broke some salad dressing yesterday. So that was the joke that we were like, we were so disgusted, right? But um, but anyway, I think a lady ran into it or something. But anyways, it had number one ingredient was canola oil, right? So even at Whole Foods, right? So you think you're getting, oh man, this is uh, Annie's organic salad dressing. This is going to be awesome, right? You grab it. You turn it around, and it's just all this stuff. It had sugar in there, had uh, red wine vinegar, which is a very acidic vinegar. Yeah. So what do we want to use instead? What did we say, Jacques? Um, olive oil. Olive oil. That's right. That's right. So we use olive oil. If, if we use vinegar, what, what kind of vinegar? Oh. Apple, Apple cider. And what else could we squeeze in there if we wanted to? Lemon. Lemon or lime. That's right. Use good herbs. Right. That's what we want to use for our salad dressing. It's a lot better. I think it tastes better, and it saves you money, too. Becky, did you have a question? Red wine vinegar, it's an acidic, it's, it's very acidic in our body, whereas apple cider vinegar actually has alkaline buffering minerals and, and whatnot in there. So we want to use the apple cider vinegar when we're using vinegar inside our body. Yeah, we want apple cider. That's what we want. Yep, so we want to go with that. So gluten sensitivity, we talked about this last week with our brain. We talked about how gluten insensitivity and congesting or, or ingesting Gluten could actually cause a lot of issues with our brain function. It's the same thing with our thyroid. In fact, thyroid glands, very similar. So thyroid hormone, very, very similar uh, molecular makeup as the protein gluten. And so when our body will, will create an autoimmune response, very, very common in a lot of people, this autoimmune response that will occur um, to gluten. And so it'll do the same thing and start to attack the thyroid. So that's why... You know, we want to obviously minimize our, our consumption of gluten-containing foods. So what has gluten in it? Bread, right? So wheat, what else? Spelt, barley, rye, right? All the things that are right up there. So if we're going to eat grains, what are our best grains? Quinoa, what else? Millet, brown rice, yep. So those are going to be our better grains. And so, Amanda, you read that book. 
right? So there's a book, I think it's called like, Why is my thyroid hormone, or why is my thyroid, why do I still have thyroid symptoms, right? Even though I'm on medication or something like that, right? You read that book, Patty, you read some of that book? Yeah, and so he, so he was talking about gluten. I mean, 81% of our population has gluten insensitivities, right? And he was talking about how gluten, eating gluten is one of the worst things you can do really for your body. I mean, it really will, will, will degenerate a lot of issues in your body, a lot of different organs, brain, things like that. So you really want to avoid that as much as possible and go with those better grains. Does so, make a bread? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can definitely get brown rice, hemp-based breads, um, all, all kinds of different stuff, quinoa-based breads. In fact, if you go to this website right here, this is my sister-in-law, and um, she has got all of these amazing recipes. Like, I just put up some pictures of different things you would naturally assume had gluten in them, right? So muffins, right, cake, things like this, that you can make gluten-free, completely gluten-free. And so phenomenal stuff, tastes amazing. So that's definitely something. And I will obviously provide you guys with a handout, and that's... That'll be on the handout. So we talked about plastics and how we need to avoid the plastics for a couple reasons, the phylates and the BPA. So um, yesterday, a lady had uh, her water bottle, and it was a BPA-free plastic water bottle. And so that's awesome it was BPA-free, but there's no such thing really as a non-toxic plastic bottle, I mean, unfortunately. So what do we want to use instead? Glass. Some sort of glass, right? So that's why we have these right here. Right, so we get the glass bottles and we can fill it up. In fact, you know, if you come in our office, we recommend that you obviously you bring your glass bottle with you every time you come in and you make sure that you fill it up with one of our one of our water stations, right? So absolutely, yeah. And your glass is for kids. Yes. So it's not actually feasible for them to carry around four right. glass water bottles. Yep. So and when they're at and school or right. you're, you're you're talking about, yeah. I would still, you know, plastic won't, won't do any different. Plastic will get hot and it will leach in there. So, oh yeah, oh yeah, plastic leaches. So it, ho it gets hot, it melts, right? So um, plastic would be worse. So yeah, definitely stainless steel would be the best option then. Stainless steel would be second to glass. So glass is more inert. So yeah, that would be a better option. Try to keep it in the shade. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Even if it's in glass, it's going to get hot. Right? I mean, if it's in the heat, it's going to get hot, so not really a whole lot you could do. It's challenging going to school with that, but, you know, definitely get, a, get them a good thermos and um, uh, stainless steel and bring that in. So, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. No, no. So glass is an inert metal, so it's not going to leach. So, yeah, you could definitely put it in the cooler, Absolutely. So we definitely want to go with glass as much as possible. So that's why it's so nice to have a home filtration system so you can just have glass bottles as much as possible at your house. Sometimes, I mean, you can't avoid it, right? So, like, I flew out to Denver, and, you know, I'm in the airport. And, of course, you know, I had to drink all my water before I went through security, and I'm waiting there for, like, an hour and a half. And I can't go, you know, an hour and a half without water. My, my, my thirst uh, centers are, are, are firing high. So I had to drink. I had a choice. I could pay, you know, eight bucks for a bottle of water or um, I'm in the airport, or um, I could drink tap water. And for me, I was like, you know what? I'll just drink the tap water, because at least I know that I don't have the plastic leaching in there. 
Not to mention there's no, there's no um, guarantee of quality when you're looking at tap water versus uh, bottled water, really. So I just drank the tap water. I just, you know, had to do it. So, yeah. Well water would be a better option, right? So at least uh, it's typically coming from a cleaner source. Usually it doesn't have the fluoride in it. Although it can, you want to get it tested. So you want to make sure that you're testing it too. So unfermented soy products. So obviously we heard the, uh, the video in the beginning where it talked about this stuff. And so definitely something we want to avoid. The soy will, will destroy our, our thyroid as well as many other things, strip a lot of major nutrients out of our body. So she said if we're going to eat soy, we would want to eat fermented soy like tempeh, miso, nato, um, certain types of tofu, but we definitely want to stay away from all the other soy stuff. And that's in everything, right? So you go out and you flip over different labels, and what's in it? I mean, it's soy, 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 right? You're absolutely right. So we got to avoid that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, edamame. Yeah, we want to avoid that too. I don't eat that stuff. So again, it's going to have the same stuff. It's got the same problems. So soy, the actual plant itself, needs to go through a deep fermentation process in order to get rid of the phytic acids, the enzyme inhibitors, and allow us to, to absorb it better. So peanuts, so Dave, you were asking about peanuts. Unfortunately, they're very highly goitrogenic, so meaning that they will definitely damage our thyroid hormone. So it can, can be a big problem. Also contaminated with aflatoxin. So they're known to carry this mold toxin. If you are going to use peanuts, you want to make sure you get it from a good brand, right? And that would be like Marinantha Farms. So that's probably the best brand you can get um, where they're using organic peanuts. All, all the other ones are very toxic. Um, known, known carcinogen, by the way, so that aflatoxin. So it causes a lot of problems. By the way, Peter, Peter Pan, peanuts aren't the only bad thing in there. Tons of sugar. And then, of course, what kind of good fat do you have in there? Hydrogenated oils, right? Exactly. And we all were raised to think peanut butter was good. Right? But then we're eating this peanut, peanut, you know, Peter Pan, and we're getting toxic fats in there, one of the worst things we can do. So cruciferous vegetables. I know this is kind of heavy for a lot of people. We're going through a lot of different things. Just hang in there. So cruciferous vegetables, we also know that raw, unfermented cruciferous vegetables can be goitrogenic as well. So this, this is going to refer to like broccoli, cabbage, um, what else, bok choy, cauliflower, things like that. So here's what I recommend for people. Nobody ever got a thyroid problem from eating too much broccoli, right? That wasn't the reason why they got it. However, if you do have a thyroid problem, you don't want, you want to really minimize the amount of cruciferous vegetables that you're going to eat raw. So they, these are these vegetables. You want to minimize the amount that you're eating raw. You'd rather steam them, right? Or you can marinate them in apple cider vinegar and kind of let them hold maybe overnight or something like that to break down some of those phytic acids some of those goitrogens. Okay, so you can marinate it or you can um, steam it. Yeah, you can stir fry it as well, right? So you can do any of those types of things. If you don't have a, a thyroid issue, okay, avoid the other toxins. You can still eat some of these vegetables raw. Now, some of them really don't digest very well raw, like broccoli. If you eat a lot of raw broccoli, I don't know if you're like me, you know, I'll get gas and my, I get some indigestion. Right, really don't absorb it that well. So I prefer broccoli steamed, right? Do, doing some steaming with that. So some of those vegetables are kind of better that way anyways. Or you can marinate it. Yeah. Yeah, you can definitely blend it. It's, it's not going to take out the goitrogens. It'll still have that, but it will make it more digestible. So that will make it better for you. Yep. 
Now, now with you, if you don't have the thyroid issues, I wouldn't worry. Like I said, nobody gets thyroid problems from eating too many, too much broccoli. You want to stay away from the soy and all the other toxins we talked about. Okay, so leptin. So we're going to go a little bit of here into to weight loss. And we know there are two major hormones when it comes to weight loss. What are those hormones? Insulin and leptin. That's right. And so leptin helps control several different things. One of it is our satiety levels um, and also our thyroid levels. plays a key role in that. And so we know that when we consume food, leptin, our fat cells themselves, will actually start to expand. When that happens, they will actually start to secrete leptin. So that leptin will circulate throughout the bloodstream, get right up into our hypothalamus, and it should trigger our body to say, you know what? I'm full, right? I'm, I'm, I've had enough. I'm full. I feel satisfied. That should be the case. However, if our leptin receptors in our hypothalamus are burnt out due to toxicity, or if we're just insensitive because we've been eating high sugary foods, lots of carbs, things like that, then we're not going to hear that, that message, and that's going to cause a lot of problems. So when you're leptin resistant, this is one of the things that happens, right? So typically, we'll accumulate a lot of fat right here in our belly. Next week, we'll be talking about if you have estrogen dominance, typically, you accumulate a lot of fat in our lower body. Leptin resistant, typically, more so in our upper body, right? So our, our stomach in that area. And so obviously, one of the key things to do when we're looking at weight loss is to balance our insulin leptins. Uh, insulin levels, right? And so obviously insulin is our fat storage hormone. So as long as insulin is elevated, what can we not burn? Fat. That's right. So we've got to make sure our body is sensitive to the insulin so we can, we can effectively metabolize through our fat. So that's why we have the healing diet. Who's doing the advanced plan or the healing, AKA healing diet? Some of you guys are doing that. And so this is the most really ultimately, yeah, it's right on the website. Exactly. I'll go through that. And so healing diet, um, is one of the most amazing programs for enhancing our body's ability to heal at the cellular level. And so with this, obviously we want to eliminate, minimize to eliminate grains, right? So take the grains out because, again, we eat grains. Some people can handle them, right? Certain body types, others can't. And if you're trying to reverse disease quickly in your body, this is going to be important, removing the grains. When we eat grains, what hormone gets stimulated? Insulin, that's right. And so insulin's elevated. Now what can we not burn? Fat, that's right. So we want to metabolize fat, get rid of a lot of these toxins because they're stored in our fat. So we've got to really take the grains out. Then we also minimize fruit. And so the reason why we minimize fruit is when you eat fruit, again, what goes up? What Our blood sugar, right? So blood sugar goes up. What hormone comes out? Insulin, that's right. So insulin goes up. What can we not burn? Fat, that's right. Plus it's pro-inflammatory. causes inflammation in our body as well. So we want to minimize fruit. I say berries are okay in moderation, right? So small amounts of berries are fine. If you're on the uh, advanced plan healing diet, that's fine. There are some other things as you go along. Occasionally a Granny Smith apple or like half a grapefruit or something like that you can handle. But we want to really keep our fruit to a minimum. Moderate protein, right? It's not a high protein diet because when we eat high amounts of protein, our blood sugar goes up again, right? Because protein can break, can break down into sugar. So then blood sugar goes up. What hormone gets secreted? Insulin. You guys see how this works? Now insulin's up. What can we not burn? Fat. You guys see? So we're trying to do this. We want to constantly eat, obviously, small meals. So we're snacking, grazing kind of throughout the day. Great things to graze on are just natural raw vegetables. So what did we talk about yesterday? What was a good thing to graze on? What do we, what do we um, sample? 
coconut flakes are a great thing to, to have. Jacques, what do we have when we're in the, the produce? What do we have? Cucumbers. That's right. We had cucumbers with apple cider vinegar, and we had some good herbs on there. Yep, so it was a really hydrating thing. Great, great thing to snack on just having a cu cucumber, right? Who does that? Anybody here do that? Right, it's phenomenal. You know, you can eat, um, you know, a bowl of uh, steamed broccoli. You can have, you know, celery, carrots. I'll munch. You'll see me. I'll munch it on carrots, things like that all the time. I'm munching on um, radishes. I mean, all kinds, of th all kinds of stuff. You can have a handful of nuts, right? Just keep that metabolism stoked so small amounts spread throughout the day. Load up, of course, on the high-fiber vegetables. What kind of nuts? So what are our best nuts, guys? Almonds, pecans, walnuts, macadamia nuts, um, and Brazil nuts. Utilize good salts and hydrate, right? Make sure that we're really hydrating effectively. So let's go into some of these things that we really want to make the most of our diet. These are the things that we want to be a priority points. Of course, our good fats, right? So our avocados. Who likes avocados? Awesome. Who doesn't like them? What do we say? Eat it anyways. That's right. So Joyce doesn't like them, but you like the guacamole, didn't you? That we made. That's right. She couldn't figure it out. Good news is, guys, I know it's tough to uh, duplicate some of the recipes that we show you, but right now on the website, we have two of them up there. So we actually have the superfood guacamole. You can go right to the website. You'll actually see me making it. And so one of the key tricks with that is you could put enough coconut. You might want more coconut milk in there. Make it real creamy. Be good. Yep. So just, you can just watch the recipes right online. You can just watch it right there. So you'll, you'll see that. And we'll have more and more stuff. We'll have all kinds of videos online um, in the process. Over the next two months, we're going to put a ton of things online. So a lot of good resources. Also, you can tell your friends and family that are out of town, you know, obviously they can, they can interact with this and really become part of our community by, by getting right there online, hooking up on Facebook, you know, things like that. We want to really provide a, a community like Ellen's, you know, you're friends with me on Facebook, so we can constantly have these conversations, questions. I'll put videos, all kinds of stuff on Facebook, on the website, so we can constantly, you know, keep ourselves not only informed, but also encouraged as well. So those are all the good things. Coconut oil miracle. So one of our best things we could possibly do for our thyroid is to have more coconut oil. And so coconut naturally speeds up your metabolism. So it's one of the most amazing things. It will speed up your metabolism like that. In fact, you take just, just scoops of coconut oil, it's almost amazing. Your body will just start to, to, to literally rip through fat. You'll notice that your body heat will elevate. Um, it's phenomenal. Like I, uh, you know, in the mornings, I, you know, I take a shower and I put coconut oil, uh, coconut oil on. I put it on my hair. I put it all over my body, right? And it's amazing. I just have this just invigorative kind of energy surge and I feel warm and it's just unbelievable even in the wintertime, I just feel amazing so it's awesome stuff so what i would recommend obviously we know that with thyroid we've got some issues with toxicity so everybody knows with toxicity probably a cleanse would be beneficial so this is actually a great cleanse for somebody with a thyroid issue is actually a coconut oil cleanse and the way that you do this is it's really a three to seven day fast, although if you really don't feel like you can do that, even try a day, right? Try half a day. And so you wake up in the morning, of course, you drink lots and lots of water. So I would actually drink the water before I would do the coconut oil, right? Drink lots of water, make sure everything's moving through your system, you're purging your system. Um, I would work out, but not on this fast, not high intensity. I would go out for maybe a walk or something like that. 
okay? And then come back and take two tablespoons of coconut oil, right? And take one to two tablespoons throughout the day. Anytime you just feel hungry or just feel like you need it, maybe four or five times during the day, you're just taking tablespoons of coconut oil. It's all that you're actually eating. And then you're drinking water with lemon juice and salt. So you can, uh, you know, if, you, if you've ever seen those guys doing the master cleanse, they'll bring their water around with them. If, they, if you wanted to make the actual recipe, you could do that. We're just not using the maple syrup. So we're instead of the maple syrup, we're using the coconut oil, which will provide all the energy that we need, keep our metabolism stoked, and keep our body uh, burning, through, burning through fat, as well as keeping the thyroid stoked. So... Blood sugar, this will help stabilize blood sugar. So particularly if you're diabetic, this would be phenomenal because the coconut oil, your body will naturally burn for fuel. So you just try that out. Um, it should be good. If you're really severely diabetic, you might, obviously, we're going to need to do some other things first. But if you're just, um, you know, more early stages, intermediate stages diabetic, um, this will actually work really good. Coconut oil will help stabilize the blood sugar throughout the day. Yeah. Yes. That's right. So you'd still want to do that. Yes. So you still want to do that. So she's talking about really purging your system, kind of um, flushing Epsom salts. Who's ever done the saltwater flush? Some of you guys have. Some of you guys are at the water workshop that we did. Um, yeah, absolutely. In fact, I recommend almost to do a saltwater flush. Not quite as, you know quite as uh, strong and powerful as you need to do with the master cleanse, but almost to do something similar almost every day. It'll just help keep your, your bowels moving. What's that? Master cleanse is on the website. No, it's not. You'll have to look that up. So you can look that up. That's a different cleanse, though. We just don't have time to talk about it. Well, my, my question was just salt. Is that all the time or just at certain times? A little bit of salt because the reason why we want the salt is actually we want to make sure we're taking enough minerals. Right. Usually we can get a lot of minerals from the foods that we eat, things like that. We want to make sure those minerals, those trace minerals, are really super key, not only for energy, but also when our body's detoxing, because the trace mineral sites that are in our brain, the heavy metals will compete with them. So for example, the, the, the mineral site for, for magnesium, the mineral site for zinc, for um, uh, you know, all different types of minerals, metals compete. So aluminum, um, mercury, and if we're deficient in trace minerals, now mercury can really bind and lodge in our brain. So we want to make sure we got the minerals. That's key. Is there All right. They're, they're the same. They're the same. Yep, pink salt and Himalayan salt. So if we're going to do a cleanse, a lot of people ask me about different cleanses. This is a good cleanse right here. This is the raw cleanse. And so this will naturally help your liver start to dump and detox. So uh, I would definitely recommend this right here. Um, something to do quarterly. So every season, maybe every couple months, three, four months, something you'd want to do really help your liver flush more effectively not necessary but beneficial okay so you can also do it through the fasting using different herbs on your own will help but this is a good product so some different things that you're going to notice when you start to detox particularly the first three to five days who's ever done a detox before so a lot of us have what do you notice yeah sometimes you notice real tired sometimes flu-like symptoms right as our body's actually fighting things off so a lot of times we have viruses, bacteria, that, that's literally um, lying dormant in our body, and we've got to break those down. Cancer cells, massive amounts of tumors, literally tumors in our body, that our body's got to start to break down. When that happens, yeast, for example, and when, our, when our body starts to break it down, we get all kinds of waste products that, that, that um, get excreted. 
So it's very common that we'll notice symptoms. Those symptoms, are they good or bad? They're good. That's right, because the body has this innate wisdom. We naturally associate it with bad. A lot of people will start doing these cleanses, and they'll think, oh, my gosh, I got so sick or whatever it was. But actually, that means it's a good response. That means that our body's actually starting to purge, get rid of waste. We just got to make sure we continue to provide the environment so we can get rid of all of it. So that's, that's actually to be expected. So we want to do it at a period of time in our life when that's okay. Other people, some people, you know, after the first couple of days, they actually notice that they feel amazing. Some people just feel like they're floating on air. So is that, how do you feel when you're doing the master cleanse? Yeah, yeah. So you with that at <laughs> and at that pace. So you're telling me that that's actually let me know that you possibly would have already detoxed, and at that point you were just really um, your body was really deficient in what it needed. Yeah. Yes. So that that can be yeah a little bit much for sure. Um, that's a kind of a different topic, but you can definitely get it all all different types of places. There's books on it. Yep. So iodine, um, essential for a thyroid gland's production of the hormone thyroxine. So we definitely obviously need, th- need iodine. However, like Amanda and Patty who read that book, we know that if you have an autoimmune thyroid disorder, autoimmune, then actually iodine could be bad for you. So we always want to check, and you can get tests done that actually look and they'll actually determine um, if your immune system is attacking itself a little bit, right, if there is an autoimmune problem. However... Um, for many people, iodine is actually very good. We get it in the pink salts. So if you're using the pink salts, you should have a lot. We can also use a sea vegetable kelp. So we're, and that's what we're going to put in our shake today. Leafy green veggies, so all different types of stuff. Copper is another key thing. Um, stimulates the production of, th- of thyroid hormone, so of T4. So this is going to be real key. Number of different food sources, pink salt, sesame seeds, leafy green vegetables. So you can see, obviously, leafy greens have tons of these things in it as well as the pink salts. The cool thing about those good salts is they're providing a lot of these minerals that we really need. Uh, Selenium, so selenium is absolutely key for thyroid. Uh, Very important antioxidant in our body as well. And so what's our best source of selenium? Brazil nuts. Brazil nuts are a phenomenal source. That's why I recommend just eat a couple of Brazil nuts every single day. It should be part of our, our natural diet. Just a handful, four or five Brazil nuts, phenomenal for you. Really good. We can also use, obviously, free-range eggs, uh, wheat germ, a lot of different good things like that. So zinc, we're looking at the zinc right here. This is one mineral that, that many people are deficient in. In fact, top nutrient deficiencies that most people have are vitamin D, magnesium, and zinc. Those are the top three right there. So zinc, we definitely want to make sure we're getting. Um, one of our best sources, obviously, free-range meat is going to be a good source if we can metabolize the meat effectively. Um, and then pink salts and pumpkin seeds are our best uh, actual seed or best uh, nutritional source is going to be coming from our pumpkin seeds. Who eats pumpkin seeds regularly? So a lot of you guys do. Good. Really good seed to eat. Tyrosine, this is another thing that we really need is make sure we've got high doses of L-tyrosine. Um, very, very important for thyroid production. And so almonds are probably our best source. Avocados, so a lot of these good fats, these superfoods, grass-fed meat products. So almonds, of course, we're going to use that today. We're going to play around with that a little bit. Radishes as well. So radishes are kind of good and bad. So one of the things, they do contain some goitrogens, but also, 
Awesome. Awesome. So, guys, good news. Virus database has been updated. All right. <laughs> we can move on now. So, radishes contain this adaptogen, rafanin. And so, that actually naturally helps T3, T4 conversion. And so, radishes also are very high in sulfur, great for your skin. I noticed I've been eating radishes over the last maybe six months. I mean, I eat like probably three bags a week. And I've noticed that my skin is so soft eating those. That sulfur-containing, also red onions contain that, that sulfur-containing um, amino acid as well. So great for your skin. Anybody here eat radishes regularly? Nobody. So who likes good skin? So you can start now eating radishes. Radishes and turmeric. Turmeric is also phenomenal for, for good, good, healthy skin. So really good stuff. Glutathione, our, ba our body's master super antioxidant this glutathione, and our best source of glutathione is really from grass-fed animal products. What I recommend is our protein powders, right? So we've got our Fit365, which we're all out of right now. Um, any kind of grass-fed, non-denatured whey protein is going to be a phenomenal source of um, glutathione. So who uses the Fit365? Who uses the protein powder? A lot of you guys do. So this stuff's great. We're going to make a shake today. We're going to use a uh, protein powder there. So another great thing about grass-fed meat sources, and um, particularly you know your, your whey proteins, your grass-fed whey proteins, and all other meat sources, is the CLA. Who's heard of CLA before? Conjugated linoleic acid. Dramatically helps your body burn fat. Great for your immune system. Great for, for just stimulating your metabolism and boosting that thyroid. So this is phenomenal. So actually eating the grass-fed meats the bison, the um, grass-fed beef, things like that will naturally help your body burn fat more effectively and help build your thyroid, believe it or not. So it's actually really good. Same thing with the protein powder. So guys, here's the moment you guys have been waiting for. All right, so um, you guys held in there while I, was, uh, while I was doing all the talking. Charmaine, can you hit this light over here? So we're going to make the thyroid shake. And so, all right, John Nestor here. John was asking me if I was going to make the thyroid shake. I told him, absolutely, right? Okay, so you guys remember, I'm putting it right here. Okay, so there we go. Is there a local All right. place you can get beef? Yes, there is. What's that local place, guys? Harry's. You can get it at Whole Foods. You can find uh, local farmers that do it, farmer's markets. Absolutely. So... Awesome. Peachtree. So it's right on Peachtree. When, when do they have it? Uh, Saturdays, 9 to noon. 9 to noon, Saturdays, guys. So, Peachtree. All right. So, we're going to take our frozen blueberries right here, of course. Why do we want to use blueberries? What's good about blueberries? Antioxidants, right? Also, blueberries are lower pesticide, particularly if you get it from Whole Foods, because Blueberries in general are, aren't sprayed a whole lot. However, because typically I think the bush has like, uh, it might have stickers, I'm not sure exactly, but um, they're typically lower pesticide. However, if they do spray it, they do use a dangerous pesticide called organophosphates. So I really highly recommend that you get your berries, your blueberries, um, either organic or if you get non-organic like we have here, Get it from Whole Foods because they will not buy from farmers that use organophosphates. So here we go. By the way, we do have a superfood shake recipe on the website. So if you check that out, you'll be able to see how that works. This one is going to be 
that same shake that I made online. However, we're also going to add a whole bunch of other stuff, good stuff for our thyroid. All right, so we got the blueberries in there. Now, of course, we're going to go ahead, and you want to start popping open some of these cans. We're going to go ahead and use our coconut milk. Now, they started carrying this because they have it in the um, half gallon. Now, they also have it in the quarts, right? So they have it in a smaller, smaller portion as well. So this is thinner. Remember, this is a thinner coconut milk right here. And then we're also going to use the thicker coconut milk. Yep, so this is uh, so delicious, right? So same kind that makes the coconut milk ice cream. Anybody ever had that before? Yay. Yeah, it's good stuff, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Awesome. What, what website? Great. Great. And so, guys, we've got almond butter right here. Remember, almonds, what are they? What, what's good about almonds? <laughs> yeah, there's some, definitely some good things about almonds, no doubt about it. There are actually some things that aren't great, so I couldn't say everything, but there is a lot of good things. Um, one of the things that we talked about today was the tyrosine, right? So high in that amino acid, that's really important for for our T3, T4 conversion, so our thyroid hormone conversion. We're gonna put in a little bit of thicker coconut milk as well. So we're gonna kind of mix the two. So there we go. We got a thicker one. All right, so we got thin and we have thick. We're also going to, we should be good right now, but when we need to make more. We're also gonna add an extra scoop of coconut oil because it's so good for us. So I would really recommend putting this on your skin too. In fact, if you have a thyroid issue, I would recommend that you rub it on your thyroid. So it'll get right in there because it'll get right into your bloodstream and it will start going into obviously feeding different areas of your body. So that's good. So we've got some different herbs. What do we have right here? This is cinnamon right here. Oh, there we go. So we've got cinnamon and again, we can be really generous with our, with our herbs, right? Especially our cinnamon. Why do we want to use cinnamon? Blood sugar, right? Helps balance blood sugar, helps our body be more sensitive to insulin. So what that means is that we can secrete less insulin and get the same desired effect. Is that good or bad? That's good. That's right, because now we can use less insulin. We also have kelp. So this is Bragg's right here, Bragg's seasoning. So we've got kelp in here. We've got a number of different things rosemary, onion, garlic, thyme. So <clears throat> this has got a number of just amazing superfood herbs. So what I'm going to do, and I know some of you guys are like, how can he put that in a shake, right? But we are. We're going to put that in there anyways. Okay. What else? We're going to put some good salts in there. So we got our Redmond's, our pink salt right here. Again, this is high in a lot of good minerals. What else do we have? Let's see. We've got our Brazil nuts. We got the pumpkin seeds. All right, so this is going to be interesting. I probably should put these in first, right, so that they mix a little better. might be a little chunky, so we'll throw a couple of those in. All right, we're also going to throw a radish in here. We'll see how this is going to come out. This is always an experiment, right? So here we go. Throw a radish in there. We got some pumpkin seeds right here. We'll throw a couple of those in there. Okay. Let's see. What do you guys think? 
So here's our Fit 365 protein powder. What we're going to put in right here is our pro-optimal whey, which is another type. This is, again, a grass-fed protein powder from grass-fed cows. Phenomenal for you. Just great for your system. So we're going to put in a couple scoops of that. All right. This is going to be interesting to see this. Yeah, we still, oh, yeah, we're not even close to done, are we? All right, we got our turmeric. Why do we want to put turmeric in there? That's right, anti-inflammatory, right? So we're just going to load that up. All right, this will this will be interesting, guys. We'll see how this comes out. No eggs today, but we could use eggs. Absolutely. So we definitely could use eggs. So we're going to let it blend really good. We're just going to let that blend really good. These are the things we definitely kind of want in there, I guess you could say, if we're going to make the thyroid shake, right? There's also some optional things. So we could put something like hemp oil in there. We'll provide good GLA. We'll talk about that next week with the healthy hormones. Um, flaxseed. We can put a lot of different things as far as that goes in there. All right. Yeah. Can we use uh, salt, pepper, garlic mix? You could, yep. You just got to check because a lot of times those mixes have a lot of these seasonings and spices. If you look on the labels, what does it have? MSG. It also has hydrogenated oils. It also has, I mean, all kinds of stuff. So you got to be careful there. We are going to put in a little bit of our omega-3D. So we're going to put a little bit of that in there, right? So that way we've got good omega-3s. We're also going to put a little bit of coconut kefir in there, provide uh, some good bacteria as well. So here we go. This is, yeah, fermented coconut water. Okay, we put that in last. Why do we do that? That's right, so we don't actually process it. So we're just going to kind of stir it now so we don't, we don't damage it. Good, all right. So let's see how this comes out, guys. All right, we got a good color out of it at least, right? Let's try this. This is good. It's pretty good. Well, I would say... I would say really good, except that there's some chunky things in there. So <laughs> just be careful of the chunky things. You'll be fine. <laughs> Pieces of radish and, and probably, I'm sure, uh, Brazil nut, all kinds of good stuff. So Patty has a question. Yes. Um, not necessarily. So there's a lot of, there's absolutely, that's, that's actually not necessarily true. So I'll have to talk to you about that differently. Yep. So I'll have to talk about that differently. What, what he's trying to talk to, talk to you about is, um, we want to reduce any kind of allergies. So if your body has an allergy to a certain type of food, it's going to cause an autoimmune response. That's why we take the gluten out. He says, you know, obviously take the soy out, take all these common allergens. Um, and eggs are an allergen, so a lot of people will have allergies. 
So if you have allergy segs, definitely remove them. If you don't, it's actually really good. So it'll be fine. In fact, he recommends in his meal plans, eggs, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. He's constantly recommending eggs. However, it's just his major focus is getting rid of the allergens because that will cause problems. What do you guys think? That's good, isn't it? Yeah, it's really good. Here was the difference, guys. We put in the thicker coconut milk. If you've never tried the shake with the thicker, oh, yeah, it comes out really good that way. And so as he gets going, he might, he might need to make more. Uh, but we'll keep going with this so everybody will get a chance to have some. So on top of that, we also obviously want to have sunlight. And so maybe, um, uh, Teresa, can you go ahead and hit the light real quick on this side? And so while they're getting that shake ready, we'll make more. If you don't get enough, we'll make more. No problem. So sunlight as well is, is going to be really key. Oh, actually, turn, turn the lights off. Yep. So sunlight is, is, is key, obviously, for vitamin D production. So we've got to make sure we have enough vitamin D. In fact, that is probably one of the biggest tests that you could have done, um, really, if you're going to go for a blood test. The most important blood test that you can get would be your vitamin D tested. That will really give us, tell us a, a lot about, for example, if you have an autoimmune response or not in your body, if you have an autoimmune thyroid. Because if your vitamin D is very, very low, your risk of an autoimmune disorder goes up substantially. So we want to make sure that that um, vitamin D is, is elevated. It can be. It can be, however, not necessarily. So um, we want our levels to be between 50 at least minimum. In fact, actually, this is a little bit outdated. We really want them to be between 60 and 100, okay, in that range. We want to get it up to 60 nanograms per milliliter. And most people in society are chronically deficient no matter what time of year. However, in the summer, it's much easier to elevate your vitamin D levels. Okay, so I would, yes. So really, see how this says 50 to 65? What we know now is that really we want it to be over 60 nanograms per milliliter. We want it to be about 60 to 100 in that range. Yep, so most people are deficient. Best way to get vitamin D is get out in the sunshine, right? However, some people, especially if their liver is toxic, they have trouble making the conversion. So... They're going to need supplementation as well as some detox work in order to do that. Some people get out in the sun, they still have low vitamin D levels. So we got to really make sure that's an important test. And so if you really feel like your immune system's down, your thyroid, you've been trying all the other stuff that we've been doing, definitely try to address that, um, that vitamin D, okay? And so, you know, one of the things that we put in that shake, of course, was the omega-3s with vitamin D. And the omega-3s, the EPA, the DHA are powerful, powerful sources for our body to heal with, EPA and DHA. Um, and then also, obviously, taking the vitamin D with that, 1,000 milligrams, really, really helps our process. How's the shake, guys? Yeah, it's good stuff, isn't it? So, so now you know you can put radishes, you can put all kinds of stuff in there, you can load it up with turmeric, and it can still come out really good, right? So there you go. Okay, so finally, last piece really is, obviously, handling that nerve system. Because we really talked a lot about different toxins in our body. We hit a lot of the major nutrients that our body needs, the copper, the selenium, the zinc, right? All of these essential nutrients. However, if there's pressure on these nerves, particularly right in here, C7 nerve goes right out to the thyroid. So let's say we're taking, we're eating the world's best diet, but we've got pressure on the nerve going out to the thyroid. Now, what, what's going to happen to the thyroid? What kind of cells is it going to form, normal or abnormal? Abnormal, that's right. So you get enough abnormal cells built up in the thyroid, what eventually happens to it? 
yeah, it gets disease, gets sick, disease eventually shuts down. And so you know what? We can have the perfect diet, but if we still have pressure on that nerve, that's why it's most essential that we get pressure off the nerve because our body will heal itself, that our thyroid will regenerate itself, that every year we have a new thyroid. We just got to make sure that those channels that God uses to heal, that system is functioning optimally. And so when we're looking at that, we really break it down into these major aspects. We've got to really be able to handle any kind of heavy metals that are in our system, right? Biotoxins, other types of toxins. Um, really use the right type of nutrition. We talked about the, the healing diet, the advanced plan. And then finally, all of that revolves around nerve interference. And so nerve interference is really the core, and, and correcting that, having a healthy nerve system is really the core where the nutrition, the detox, all of that stuff complements it and really makes the full puzzle. And so when we look at that, obviously nerve stress, somebody with a spine that looks like this right here, what does that do to the spinal cord, guys? Stretches and, and tears that spinal cord. And so what does that mean? Obviously you can see it right here, very, very thin, narrow spinal cord. What does that mean to the organs? You know, organs start to become sick, they start to become diseased. And so when we're checking, when we're looking for subluxation, obviously we've really got to use some good technology. And that's what we do in this office. We really focus on checking to see how well the body's healing using uh, basically computerized EMG scans. And this will really let us know exactly what's taking place, what organs are malfunctioning, how well the body's healing. And so obviously if you have not had this scan done before, you can obviously see how essential it is to have that scan done. Um, if you're a guest here in, in this office, one of the things that we do is this is a, we open this center as a healing center. If you've come out as a guest, we know that you're taking initiative towards your health. And what we do is we open our office where you can get the testing done that you need in order to really see how well your body is self-healing. So if you are a guest, um, you can go ahead. Who's a guest here? Go ahead and raise your hand. Yep. And so Yvonne's going to actually go around. If you are a guest, she can get you scheduled for that appointment. I'm going to pay for whatever testing that we need to do, x-rays, whatever we need to really see how well your body's healing. And so on top of that, of course, if we do take the x-ray and we look at that, obviously out of these two right here, out of the spinal cord right here and right here, who's going to get a thyroid issue first? Yeah, one on the right, exactly, because we've got stress, we've got pressure on that nerve system, we've got abnormal cells building up. Who's going to get heart disease first out of these two? Yeah, this one right here on the right, who's going to get cancer first? You guys see how that works. So the most important thing is making sure we have a healthy, well-functioning nerve system, most important part of healing. And so I talked to you guys in the beginning about we have a choice, right? So we have a choice in our life whether to, to move towards healthy health and healing, right, or to move towards degeneration, sickness, and disease. And so that choice is really what we're doing, how well we're taking care of the structure of our body, the nutrients that we're putting in our body, right, and overall the um, the overall quality that we're, 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 we're taking care of our body, the oxygen that we're putting in, if we're living this lifestyle or not. And so you guys have the information now to go out and make the right choices so you can every single day build health and healing. And who wants to do that? Every day move closer and closer towards your God-given potential. We all do, right? And so we have that information now. Obviously, most people in society do not have that information. And so how are we going to transfer that information over to them? By telling them, exactly. And so when we come out and we educate ourselves, is that just about educating ourselves for ourselves? No, ultimately, that's right. You're absolutely right, David, that God put us on the planet with a greater purpose than that. And our planet is, and our purpose is really to take the information that we get and to pass it on to other people so we can save more lives. And so you'll see me 
out at Whole Foods. You'll see me out throughout the community doing these workshops because I know people are dying and they're not getting this information, they're dying innocently. And I know for me, my grandfather, I watched him the last six months of his life suffer, lost over 100 pounds on chemotherapy and radiation, last two months of his life, literally, I mean, coughing up blood, spitting up blood. He was a beaten, abused, I mean, just a, 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 in a sense, I mean, just a withered away uh, man. And I, he, was, he was literally humiliated to even see me come in and, and talk to him. And, I, and, and, you know, it just kills me to even think about that. The reality is that's what people, our friends, our family, our loved ones are going to be experiencing unless all of a sudden they get this information, they start changing their lives. And so who's, who here wants to change the world? Who believes that they can change the world? We all do, right? And so what we've got to do is really get out, get this information out to people. A lot of you guys are, and I want to really commend you guys. A lot of you guys are leaders. You're out there telling people, but ultimately, I want to just encourage us. We've got to continue to do that and continue to make changes. Next week, we've got the Healthy Hormones Workshop. And so right here, Time Magazine talks about early puberty, how, how girls are growing breasts at literally eight years old, nine years old. I mean, how our hormones are being completely skewed. In fact, um, the newsletter that you're going to get this week uh, actually talks about how, uh, how we're actually moving towards, as a species, towards extinction. Why? Because rampant amounts, our hormones are being affected, our endocrine system. Our, I mean, we're, we're literally getting sicker and more disease than ever before. And so this is a workshop. Ultimately, it should be packed out. We got to get this information out. If you know somebody that wasn't here that should be here, right? I definitely want to encourage you guys to uh, to tell them about this. Bring them out. Whatever we need to do. I don't. I I do these hormone workshops literally like twice a year. So they need to make sure that they make this one. So that's next Monday night. And uh, a quick quick update. The 28th. So next week, guys. Who's doing the weight loss challenge? By the way. So a lot of you guys are. Yeah, let's, let's hear it for that. Woo! All right, awesome. There we go. Good. So we're going to be finishing that weight loss challenge next week, Tuesday and Wednesday, or um, possibly Monday, we're going to be weighing out. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, next week are going to be our major days for weighing out. So if you're doing that challenge, we will be weighing out. The following week, the 28th, we are going to have a celebration. And uh, we were going to have a potluck in here. We've actually changed it. What we're going to be doing is we're actually going to be showing how to do healthy barbecue. Yes, believe it or not. We're going to be showing it. We know the following Sunday is what? Fourth of July, right? So we know everybody's going to be grilling out. So we're going to show you how to do it the right way. In fact, we're, we're, Charmaine and I were talking about it today. We're going to do it outside. And, um, you know, obviously it's still light out, right? So we're going to do it outside. We're going to, if anybody has a grill that they wouldn't mind um, volunteering, that would be really helpful. And uh, we'll do it just like we do a typical recipe night. It'll be $5 to help us out um, getting stuff. We'll do it right out here. We'll do all kinds of healthy marinades and, uh, you know, potato salad, you know, all the, all the regular barbecue stuff, and we're going to do it healthy. Who here is interested in coming to see that? I'm sure a lot of you guys, right? So it'll be fun. So that's what we're planning on doing. Uh, so it should be a lot of fun. Definitely a great time to bring people out as well. Get them ready for 4th of July. One of the things that we know is when you barbecue, you produce something called heterocyclic amines, which are known carcinogens. So we're going to talk about what we need to do if we're going to barbecue, if we're going to grill out, in order to minimize our, our exposure to that. And so really how to enjoy the barbecue right. All right? So great, guys. Awesome workshop. I'm proud of you guys. If you're doing the weight loss challenge, again, let's... Let's get it up for people that are doing the weight loss challenge. Woo!
All right. So if you're doing that, again, next week is our, our finale. So I just want you to stay encouraged, stay on top of it, stay in the game. No matter if you've fallen off or not, just hang in there because you know what? It's really about how we finish things more so than what happens in the middle. We want to get up. We want to finish strong. So we want everybody to finish, right? And we want to see some level of success for everybody. So no matter where you're at, right, just finish strong. Got a week, finish really strong if you're a group leader. Um, make sure that you're contacting your group. Keep encouraging them. Keep pulling up. We will have prizes for the, the group team that wins, for the individual that wins. So we should have a lot of fun. That will again be the 28th, okay? So great, guys. If you have any questions, I'm here to answer. I'm here to help you out. Um, everybody else, class is dismissed. If you want another shake, Kevin can make another shake. And that's the podcast for this week. Join us next time for a workshop on healthy hormones. And don't forget to check out our new website. Just log on to www.exodushc.com. See you next time.